0: From Northern California Public Media, welcome to Living Downstream. I'm your host, Steve Mencher. This time, an encore presentation from our first season, New Growth in the Birthplace of Environmental Justice. This story came to us from Warren County, North Carolina. In the early 1980s, Warren County became a flashpoint in the fight for something that didn't even have a commonly used name at the time, environmental justice. Jerry Ann King-Johnson and Joe O'Connell team up to recount the history and to tell the story of local environmentalism in the present day. Jerry Ann has been involved in social justice work in the county since the 1970s She knows Warren County intimately. Joe, on the other hand, was drawn to this story through his work as a folklorist. He lives in Durham, North Carolina, about an hour's drive to the southwest of where our story
1: takes place. When I first visited Warren County, North Carolina, it reminded me of a lot of other rural places I'd seen throughout America. A vast farmscape dotted with small towns and historic buildings.
2: I've lived here
1: for 40 years, and Warren
2: County isn't just a quaint, scenic, and charming place. A lot of our history has been a history of struggle. I don't want this stuff to throw it in my water. We're marching
3: because we do not want this to affect our future. If you do not cease this Unlawful
4: Act, you will be arrested. In
2: 1982, there was a major clash in Warren County over environmental contamination. Black, white, and Native American citizens came together to try to block the placement of a toxic dump in their backyard.
5: You had uh, black people who really stood up for environmental issue. You had a rural community that was considered, again, poor and politically ept, stand up against state government that supposedly should be protecting its community stood up against state government who had sited a landfill and a historically
1: uh, black community. When I first heard this story, I'd never even set foot in Warren County. But among environmentalists around the world, that story is famous. It's an early example of social justice and environmentalism merging.
2: But this wasn't just a lone event in our community. Long after the television reporters packed up and left, Citizens from a wide range of backgrounds continued the fight to reclaim Warren County lands for all of us who live here, and the struggle for environmental justice continues to this day.
5: I think it 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 should be shouldn't be surprising that we would stand up for justice for our environment because we've lived off the environment, lived very close to the environment for so many years. So. I think it was, (laughs) it's good that it's acknowledged, but it was always there.
1: Much of the population here is African-American, but people like me, white people from outside Warren County, have been coming here for a long time, initially to enjoy the Mineral Springs.
5: This is the Shocker Springs uh, historical highway marker. It says, famous health resort, social and recreational center, and 19th century, four and a half miles southeast of here.
2: That's someone I've known for a while, Reverend Bill Kearney. Bill belongs to a local African-American family whose history goes back to the heyday of the Warren County Health Resorts. Uh,
5: My grandmother, uh, Marie Jones, told me about her grandfather who used to drive a carriage that would pick people up uh, from the train station. She said even as far away as Washington, D.C. to bring them here to to bathe and enjoy the hotels uh, and the mineral waters
1: here at the springs. Obviously, a lot has changed since the 19th century. But people are still coming here as a getaway from city life. Some are retirees with new lakeside homes. Others are here for a short vacation or fishing trip.
2: And that's no surprise. We live in a beautiful place that's easy to get to. But those of us who live in Warren County long-term have a more complicated relationship to the land. And for black residents in particular, the land figures into a centuries-long history of exploitation.
5: Warren County was one of the wealthiest counties in the state. There were uh, racing ho- race horses here. There were uh, hotels and uh, wellness retreats. A lot of it was built on the back of slavery. So some of these big plantation homes, some of my forefathers and mothers did a lot to structure these buildings.
2: The displacement of native people, plantation-based slave agriculture and sharecropping by freed blacks all underscore a history of inequality. Poor and minority groups might have lived and worked directly off the land, but they lacked access to its fruits or power over its management. So in
1: 1978, when the state chose Warren County as the place to dump toxic soil, A lot of people recognized a familiar pattern.
2: Something else to add to the ongoing minority struggle to own, protect, and benefit from local lands. For black residents, it was the threat of a new form of marginalization.
1: On the other hand, for white newcomers Deborah and Ken Ferruccio, it was a total shock. They wanted to live off the land, and Warren County seemed like a great place to do that. We
6: saw people who lived and sustained themselves in this county in ways that we thought were amazing. And so we thought, well, we can go to Warren County. We have some friends. We can grow food. We can be warm. And so we, we came for all those reasons.
1: The Ferruccios found a small cabin in the town of Afton and settled in. But it didn't take long for toxic politics to interrupt their paradise.
2: What happened next to the Ferruccio's and their neighbors in Warren County was driven by commercial and government actors over in Raleigh, the state capital. A private company dumped its waste PCBs along rural roadsides and the state had to figure out how to clean it up and where to put all that contaminated soil.
1: For decades, PCBs, polychlorinated by had been a staple element of American energy production and distribution. It was a miracle chemical for keeping electrical systems cool. But by the late 70s, we were learning about the darker side of PCBs. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Most things decompose. But 20th century technology has granted PCBs the gift of eternal life. Eternal life was a problem. PCBs just wouldn't go away and they weren't safe. That stability, which was carefully worked into the material, was also... This audio made is from a film health called health The Life Those Revolution, no sowing the seeds of disaster. PCB. After researchers linked PCBs to a slew of negative health effects, including cancer, the EPA banned their production altogether. So, what to do with them?
2: As Ken Ferruccio points out, This kind of waste disposal problem has become a hallmark of our economic system.
5: As long as the economy is driven uh, by production and waste, then then
1: this is going to be the question. How do you deal
5: with the waste?
1: In response to its PCB problem, the state of North Carolina set its sights on Afton, a small rural African-American community in Warren County. That's also where the Ferruccios lived. Here's how Deborah heard the news. I
6: get home and Ken is standing at the top of our driveway, pacing back and forth, and he goes, you won't believe it. The state intends to bury PCBs in Afton, and public sentiment will not deter the state.
1: To the state, Warren County land looked like a remote place to throw away chemicals.
2: But to the people who lived here, this was sacred ground. Here's Reverend Bill Kearney again.
5: The site they chose was uh, two miles from Cody Springs Baptist Church, uh, my family church. Some people feel we were selected because we're a poor, rural community, mostly African-American, and during that period didn't have too much political clout, political voice. So they felt uh, it was an environmental injustice, but also a social injustice.
2: And maybe we didn't have much clout, but that wasn't going to stop us from fighting back.
5: We will not allow one county to become a dump site.
1: The sighting of the dump was so outrageous that it sparked something unexpected. Something that would go down in the history of environmentalism for a long time to come.
2: A grassroots coalition formed to
6: resist the dump. We began to meet in kitchens. We met in sheds with the property owner adjacent to the landfill. We
2: knew we had to do something right away. The coalition crossed racial divides in a place where the legacies of segregation often kept people apart. Drawing on their experience in civil rights struggles, local African-American leaders like Dolly Burwell, considered the mother of environmental justice, Reverend Leon White and Ben Chavis, orchestrated acts of civil disobedience to disrupt the state's plans. The State Highway Patrol began moving in on the marchers as they approached the entrance to the state landfill. The signs and chants
3: of the protesters made clear their opposition to having the toxic chemical buried in their
2: county.
1: This community response completely overwhelmed the authorities. Bill Kearney told me the story.
5: Okay, we're here at the Warren County Jail on East Macon Street. i told it during the protest that a lot of the people arrested were brought here. It was a really funny story. There was a, They ran out of space in the jail and they started putting people in the fenced-in area in the back. And the, the women who had cooked chicken and everything, and then they'd bring it and they'd ask some of the young guys to throw it over the fence to those people who were inside the fence, who'd be asking for a wing or a leg. That thing was just that lax <laughs> because uh, Warren County wasn't prepared to handle that amount
2: of arrest. Our community's fight was only partly successful.
5: I understand the landfill was gonna be much greater than it turned out to be. You know, I think it was gonna be like 600 acres. But when it was sighted, it was, uh, I think, about 142. So even though the protests didn't stop the sighting, it at least minimized the size of it.
2: And decades later, pressure on the state led to cleaning up the dump site.
1: But in the end, for a lot of people, it feels like justice was never fully served.
5: There's still questions about what happened during that 20-year period when the contaminants were there. And I felt as long as there were questions, we were, how can I say it, still depowered or lacked our voice.
2: We never celebrated a complete victory over the state, but the story of the protest became a famous example in other places. Our local movement helped open a new chapter in environmentalism.
1: During the protests, and in their aftermath, an international conversation took shape. At its core was a relatively new idea, environmental justice, which condemned the way governments and corporations shift health risks onto poor and minority populations, populations just like the one in Warren County. Bill Kearney is one of many people around the world who now call Warren County the birthplace of environmental justice.
5: Later on, I think there was research done to see where most landfills were sited. And I believe from the research was found that oftentimes it was sited in poor or African-American communities. So out of uh, our situation was birthed environmental justice movement, where social justice and environmental justice were brought together as one.
2: Environmental justice awareness was a turning point in ecology politics as environmentalists started thinking not just about wild places but also about inhabited places and how people are actually a part of their environment. The Warren County story helped raise this awareness.
5: I began to see stories from other communities around the country, around the world, like France and Japan, Canada, who are using the experience here in Warren County to engage and motivate their communities to stand up for environmental justice.
1: So in Durham, where I live, this history was something I could just stumble into.
2: But ironically, for us right here in Warren County, it's not always common knowledge.
5: In Warren County, it wasn't been talked about. And if you ask uh, young folk or some of the adults about what happened, they had no concept of the magnitude of what happened.
2: And while the Warren County protests continued to inspire people in other places, the poorest pockets of rural North Carolina remained faced with the threat of toxic dumping. Deborah and Ken Ferruccio still live in Afton. They've kept a close watch over new threats to their community and the region. We've
6: been working recently in Northampton County, which is the county east of us. They want to put an 800-acre um, coal ash dump in, in that county. And, you know, it's it's nothing new. It's poor minority communities continuing to be the targets, particularly if they're ideally located as Warren County is.
1: Nowadays, citizens who want to protect Warren County lands are broadening their approach. They're looking at economic development, food access, and even historical interpretation as facets of environmental justice.
2: One objective is to keep local lands in local hands, especially minority-owned farmlands. As Bill Kearney points out, holding onto land isn't easy.
5: People with resource and access uh, are coming in and buying property on the lake or even out here in other parts of the county, a large acreage, because they see the resources, they see the opportunity, they see the favorable climate and location. But those who've been here for generations who own land, sometimes don't have the resources even to pay the taxes on it, because of the oppressed economy.
2: Some of the people in my community are exceptions. Victor Hunt belongs to an African-American family that has managed to hold on to their land and keep that land productive. <coughs> There's a single-story brick house on the property where Victor's uncle lives. Down a dirt drive, there's a kennel of excitable hunting dogs and an ancient-looking barn. Originally, Victor's family grew fruit here.
4: My grandfather was a blackberry farmer. After he passed on, uh, my uncle, he took over the farm.
2: The farm made a big impression on young Victor.
4: Just working with him and and just having the love for outdoors and working with animals and plants and seeing things grow, uh, I
1: knew that was something I wanted to be involved in. Studying agricultural education at North Carolina A&T, a historically black college, he absorbed a key message about minority farming. They said by the year 2020
4: that basically no african Americans would own any land. So I said, well, I'm going to dispel that.
1: That's important, because in places like Warren County, the loss of land and the decline of economic opportunity have gone hand in hand. And according to Bill Kearney, that cycle of disempowerment takes a psychological toll. From my
5: perspective, many uh, Blacks and Native Americans have been marginalized so long that they've taken on this label of being poor. So... um, even now, today, there's still those who have and those who don't have. And uh, many times those who don't have are so frustrated by what they think they don't have that they don't look at what we do
4: have. Land is, 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 is the key. I guess that's the reason they call land real estate, because that's the only thing that's really real and tangible. you know. But real estate is there. You can touch it, you can feel it, you can work it. Is there.
1: Victor Hunt and Bill Kearney are two of the many citizens who are keeping the drive for environmental justice alive in Warren County. They're working toward a new holistic sense of what it means to reclaim local land and the experience of the environment. Victor believes part of the solution lies in an apparently humble activity growing leafy greens. So it's just a good, clean, easy to grow crop that's
4: that's nutritious, it's healthy, and it provides uh, an economic opportunity for small farmers. And and that's the thing that that intrigues me the most about it is because I, I was really looking for something that smaller farmers could do to generate a supplemental income.
2: And Victor and Bill aren't the only ones.
4: James Henderson,
2: who grew up farming with his mother, now has a niche market growing shiitake mushrooms. And John Earl Alston is a beekeeper, maintains a fruit orchard and grape vineyard, and raises chickens. Many of these civic-minded entrepreneurs sell at the thriving farmer's market in Warrington, organized by the Warren County Growers Association.
1: Whatever the crop, there's a social goal that remains the same. To arrive at a systemic solution to economic, environmental, and health issues in Warren County.
3: Did you like your bike ride? Mm. They had fun.
1: No. Carlyn Norwood would like her three kids to inherit a healthy, economically viable Warren County.
2: She grew up with her mother's white working-class family on an old tobacco farm. She also has Lumbee Native American heritage. As a young person, she left the area and earned a PhD in ecology at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. Her background gives her a unique point of view on the social, economic, and environmental challenges in Warren County and how they all relate.
1: Carla moved back to her family's farm in 2010. That's when she and her husband, Gabe Cumming, co-founded an organization called Working Landscapes. Collaborating with farmers like Victor Hunt, Carla and Gabe have made it their mission to build a new local food system.
3: So what we would like is for the food that kids are served in school cafeterias to be sourced as locally as possible. So that kids are getting fresher, healthier food and the money that's spent on that food is going to small and mid-sized farmers in the region where those schools are based. We are heading over to the to Bender Farms. Um, it's operated by Jeff Bender and his wife, Lisa. Um, they've been partners of ours really for a number of years since the very beginning of our farm to school program. Um, and Jeff, is a, he's a full-time farmer. He's one of the few full-time farmers that's left in the county. Here we are, Bender Farms. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Carla, how are you today?
1: Jeff Bender is showing Carla his new cold storage. A refrigerated room where a worker is stacking freshly harvested, colors, grated, and washed in squash.
4: In August, about three hundred a month. Okay. So
1: Carla's impressed. Really She's gathering ideas for an upcoming renovation, renovation of Working Landscapes' processing facility.
2: For Carla and her team, economic development and environmental justice go hand in hand, and farming is the key the activity that both boosts the county economically at the same time as keeping the environment and the people healthy.
3: We would like the landscapes to work ecologically. So they are healthy places, um, healthy water, healthy air, healthy um, wildlife populations that map to the kind of land use history of the place. You know, we'd like to hear whippoorwills um, and see woodcocks, and um, we'd like kids to go outside and experience that too.
2: Bill Kearney is also raising awareness of new forms of local agriculture. He organizes a network of gardens at African American churches and other community hubs. One of those gardens is at my church, Oak Chapel AME Church. Today, Bill is helping me attack the weeds.
5: Yeah, that's why you have to take care of things when it's small before some major habits. (laughs) Our intent is to uh, uh, help our community grow gardens that are accessible to low-income families. So we're, we're hoping to provide uh, fresh fruit and vegetables to the families, but also give them skill, skills as far as growing own, managing on, building capacity to be a part of the solution.
1: New projects like Bill's look a little different than the civil disobedience that made the county famous. But I think they share a similar orientation. In the spirit of the PCB protesters, people like Victor, Carla, and Bill are trying to bring about social equity by claiming, protecting, and deriving local benefits from natural resources.
3: Warren County is, ai mean, it's a humble, shaggy place. It's not um, that charismatic a landscape, right? It's not the mountains, it's not the sea, they're not big cliffs, you know, or giant trees, but there's value there nonetheless, right?
1: Gradually, Warren County citizens are shifting the way people look at the land around them and transforming a sense of defeat into a sense of possibility. In 2012, Bill helped to organize a gathering that he hoped would be a turning point in how local people remember the PCB struggle. He knew this would require addressing some of the trauma of the past head-on.
0: For years, a rural community in our area lived with
6: cancer-causing chemicals in their backyard.
1: Well, today, residents held a 30-year anniversary
0: celebration to remember the protests and the birth of an environmental justice movement.
1: As part of the gathering, participants marched to the dump site.
3: Keep on walking. Keep on this rural road in Warren
1: County. Part of the walk was once we got to
5: a certain point, a assembly point for the protesters during the protest. WE HAD A PRAYER RECONCILIATION, FEELING THAT HEALING WOULD COME AFTER FORGIVENESS, AND uh, WITH THE BELIEF THAT WHAT MAN MEANT FOR HARM, GOD COULD USE FOR GOOD. THIS COMMEMORATIVE MARCH STOPPED FOR A PRAYER ON THE EDGE OF THE LANDFILL PROPERTY, A PRAYER FOR RECONCILIATION AND AWARENESS. BUT IT STARTED FOR US FORGIVING AND CLEANING OUR HEARTS THAT WE MIGHT HEAR WHERE WE SHOULD GO FROM HERE.
4: Hunt, yeah, or what you
2: to do by the D.C. DC yeah. Hunt, yeah, or what you to do by Carla and her collaborators are helping bring a sense of resolution to the past, but she wants Warren County to be known for something more than its past, so she's calling the community's attention to the future.
1: Carla is in the Working Landscapes kitchen getting ready for an event at the Warrington Armory.
2: Right now,
3: I am making a lot of sweet potato pies and cantaloupe bread. Um, I'm making them for the dessert reception that will start in about an hour uh, just down the road.
1: Tonight, Working Landscapes is presenting a documentary film.
2: The film is all about the Working Landscapes project. It was produced by a program at North Carolina State University. Carla and Gabe want to focus on their community's potential, drawing from the experience of elders and the vision of youth to build a future for all.
6: And we're really delighted that you took time to come out to see more than first What can be working landscapes, new ideas.
1: The lights go down. And for the next half hour, an audience of career farmers, specialty growers, idealistic young people, and community leaders tune in to Gabe and Carla's message.
3: Every year, my cousin discs up the garden where my grandparents had their garden. And every year we think, maybe we'll plant something. And it just goes terribly.
1: In the film, they Um, talk about their work in their own terms. They don't hide their frustration.
4: If you aren't patient, you would never work on local food systems to begin with. There are setbacks at every step of the way.
3: There's work to be done here. It's the work of trying to figure it out. It's seeing something that you can't quite see yet, right? But you kind of see it.
1: And that combination of honesty and determination seems to strike a chord with so many people who are gathered here tonight. This audience shares something important in common, the drive to enlist the land in correcting past injustice. When Bill remembers the PCB movement, it prompts a radical thought. It makes me think: What if we could
5: rally ourselves together around other issues like education, health, housing, jobs, and stand up against the powers that be, just like we did in the environmental justice protest or the Tox Land Field protest?
2: And that's the process that's underway in Warren County now. We're building on our collective history of grassroots organizing and we're continuing to find the intersection of civil rights and environmental stewardship.
1: Gabe Cumming is Carla Norwood's husband and her partner in working landscapes. To him, this process is a narrative revolution as well as an economic one. To some
4: extent, the work in Warren County is work of fostering actual physical development, but it's also the rhetorical work of telling stories about possibilities, about what can happen, about building a sense of empowerment.
2: And from the point of view of original PCB protesters like Deborah Ferruccio, inspiring one another is the whole goal of remembering the past.
6: Because w- there's no end point in being the birthplace of anything if it doesn't do something better for your community and better for other people. And, and so it's more than relevant, it's, it's going to be the vision of the future.
2: For Living Downstream, I'm Jerry Ann King Johnson.
1: And I'm Joseph O'Connell.
0: We hope you enjoyed this story from the first season of Living Downstream. We'll be visiting North Carolina again soon with a story about the people who kept us fed during the pandemic. If you're not already subscribed to Living Downstream, please do so today. Over the past few weeks, we've doubled our subscriber numbers, and we aim to do it again This season, we'll visit locations around the country where dramatic change is happening as decades of systemic racism come into view. Ann King-Johnson and Joseph O'Connell reported and produced this episode of Living Downstream, new growth in the birthplace of environmental justice. Joseph mixed it, story editor was Claire Schoen. Music by Steve Combs, Kevin McLeod, and Lee Rosevere, all used under Creative Commons licenses. The Living Downstream theme music is by David Schulman. Thanks to Anthony Garcia for engineering help. I'm your host and producer, Steve Mencher, for Mench Media. Darren Lachelle is President and CEO of Northern California Public Media. Living Downstream thanks our funders who make this work possible. A list is available at our website, norcalpublicmedia.org slash living. And if you see environmental injustice in your community, write to us at living at norcalpublicmedia.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.